Teaching Abroad Pod. Hello, listener. Thank you so much for joining us on this, the 33rd edition of the Teaching Abroad Pod, coming at you this week on July 13th, 2022. This week, I'll be hosting and my co-host will be Lucas LaPlante, my colleague from the Oxford Seminars Job Placement Service. Lucas, how are things going? I'm great, Alex. How are you? Doing well, enjoying some summer weather. How about you? Definitely. I'm getting out as much as humanly possible. Speaking of summer weather and warm weather places, we'll be talking about Costa Rica this episode, which is one of our favorite topics and destinations. Uh, Have you had a chance to visit there yet, Luke? No, it's definitely on my bucket list, though. I intend to um, head down there as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, well, I think this will be a great conversation for teachers like yourself who are curious to learn a bit more about it. So uh, without further ado, let's jump right into the interview. We are now very excited to be joined by Graciela Vallejo from the New Learning Academy in Costa Rica. The New Learning Academy was founded in 1998 and is a school which offers a wide variety of language classes, including both general and specialized English. In addition to English classes, the New Learning Academy also offers classes in German, French, Italian, Japanese, Portuguese, and of course, Spanish. They also run volunteer programs and can arrange homestays, hostels, and even hotel accommodations for visiting students and teachers. We definitely love talking about Costa Rica on this podcast, and so we're super happy that Graciela is here today to speak with us. Graciela, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Alex and Lucas. As you said, my name is Graciela Vallejo. I'm I'm the Language Coordinator at New Learning Academy, and happy to join us, uh, you guys. Graciela, could you tell us a little bit more about the New Learning Academy? Uh, Where's the school located specifically? Yes, so basically New Learning Academy is located in San Jose, which is the capital city of Costa Rica, so teachers should expect to be there. And yeah, it's located in San Jose, Guadalupe. And that's um, sort of right near the beach? No, so basically in terms of the main province that in our case is San Jose, it normally is in the valley in the middle of of the country so teachers are flexible to travel around the country because as as you know guys uh, costa rica is quite small so teachers have the options you know if they want to experience the beach or the mountains etc they're able to go to different directions because technically we are in the middle of of the country sounds like a good home base for lots of adventures yes exactly so basically teachers have options to you know uh, to go to different places and, and different opportunities and, and yeah, travel experiences. That's great. And how did you get started working for the New Learning Academy, Graciela? Were you teaching before already? Yeah, so basically a little bit of my experience in New Learning Academy has been, uh, you know, different roles uh, through the past of the years. I was a student actually a long time ago, and then I started my journey as a teacher as well. So I have some courses as well, uh, specifically with kids. So I'm I'm really passionate about about that. However, then through the past of the years, I start working in the administrative field just to get to know more about the teachers and 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 the administrative staff. So I got involved in that until I got into the position of of being a coordinator. Yeah, that sounds great. You said um, the NLA offers a lot of other different types of classes. Do you wanna tell us some more about those? 
Yeah, so in terms of, of English, guys, basically we offer, uh, you know, the standard English where the students are expecting to learn, you know, the basic stuff, tenses, grammar. Um, and then we also offer uh, business classes, uh, even if we need to send a teacher to the specific location or in our physical building. We offer private classes as well, especially because some students and, and some teachers enjoy that, that is one-on-one. -on -one. And we also have the English specialization courses. So in terms of this, English for business or English for marketing, human resources, so specifically, you know, emphasize on the specific fields. And as Alex said, uh, we also offer different languages as well through, you know, the school, um, even if it's in our physical building or now, you know, that everything is online as well. I'd be interested in taking some more Japanese, actually. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. Students, yeah, students are actually interesting fact for us that after English, uh, Japanese is our uh, second most popular language that people are really looking forward mm -hmm. to. To learn yeah oh wow yeah i studied it for many years in japan <laughs> so what about the teachers at nla graciello what kind of teachers are you looking for and in your experience what characteristics make a good teacher at your school yeah sure so uh, in general we have teachers from different countries so we don't tend to be specific with one nationality we're normally pretty open you know we have teachers from canada from the us from the uk from south africa as well and with the philosophy of you know sharing different accents so the students will hear that and, and will get uh, used to used to that that that's the reality, right? That they will hear different access. Some teachers just have, for example, TEFL or CELTA. And if they have really the personality and the motivation to teach, that's a great opportunity for them as well, even if they don't have enough experience. So we take that in consideration. Uh, for us, Alex and Lucas, it's, a, it's, it's really important for us you know, us in Costa Rica, we're really open and really friendly and really smiley. So we're expecting kind of the same from the teachers and or the students are technically expecting the same from from the teachers, right? Even if we explain that uh, there are different cultures and the teachers are coming from different countries. So in general, we're expecting, uh, you know, really good motivation. So the students feel comfortable, happy with the teachers and in general, really positive. Um, so they will have as well a good time with with the students. Okay, so you seem to have very like clear ideas about what you'd like from your teachers. Could you tell us, um, if someone's interested in working with you, when would they be best uh, to apply? When do you tend to hire teachers the most? So normally, since you know we are a private language school in, in Costa Rica, we don't have, for example, like the September period that is normally common in, in the US and Canada. Normally, we hire according to the seasons or the months. So for example, January, February, are a great opportunity because you know normally people are with the with the goal of starting a new language or learning or improving the new language um, and we also have you know other positions through the past of the year such as may july september so technically between those months we normally hire through all the year depending on the classes but in general there are specific months that there are a little bit higher than than the rest of the months and that teachers should expect more classes and more um, 
more hours in, in that case, especially when they're coming to, to the country. And top, talking about teaching hours, how many hours a week do you recommend that teachers have? Is there sort of an ideal amount for that? Yeah, so in terms of the hours, Alex, that's a great question because sometimes teachers are expecting to come to Costa Rica working part-time. Teachers should expect working at least 25 hours per week. Ideally, some teachers should you know, work 27, 26, depending how they feel. Uh, but in general, our recommendation is 25 and between 25 and 30 hours if they want to be comfortable and happy and are able to explore the country. However, if teachers, you know, have another position uh, and they want to take our position as a part time, we're totally open for that as well. So Costa Rica is a country that, yeah, teachers should expect at least 25 um, but yeah that's in general the the hours that teachers in general should expect if they're planning to come to costa rica and, and explore and enjoy the country the most so you're talking about teaching hours 25 teaching hours and then there's some yeah. extra time for preparation too yes exactly so in terms of of exactly 25 hours is the teaching hours in front of the students uh, and apart from that depending on the teachers and depending on the experience of the person of course it might take them maybe between five to ten hours per week of lesson plan so depending on their background and depending if they're new in this field or they have kind of teaching experience you know it's just getting familiar with methodology, books, everything, the first kind of two, four months. Um, yeah, they're able to then use the lesson plans that they already did at the beginning of the journey with us. And yeah. what about the students there? What are their motivations for learning English? Is it sort of a wide range of motivations, education, getting jobs, better opportunities? So compared to maybe a you know, different countries in general, Costa Rica, you know, most of the employees technically need to speak a third or fourth language. So, you know, the minimum that the companies are expecting from the employees is to know and to speak English. So it's just in general, like a, a really strong focus on getting better opportunities, getting a job in general. However, you know, of course we have some students that they enjoy learning or, you know, that the parents uh, enroll the, the kids or the teenagers to our courses. But in general, our main focus is with adults. So if, for example, if, if some teachers are hearing us, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity, especially if they want to teach adults, right? Which, you know, most of the time are more open and eager to learn that a teenager that maybe uh, doesn't want to be in the class, right? Because the parents are paying for it, but yeah. It's definitely true in my experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Oxford Seminars, starting your new career teaching ESL couldn't be easier. Oxford Seminars has trained more than 70,000 teachers over the past 20 years, and you could be next. Their comprehensive 120-hour program starts with live instruction from an experienced ESL teacher, followed by convenient online modules. If your goal is to relocate overseas or even teach from the comfort of your own home, Oxford Seminars' renowned lifetime job placement service will get you where you want to be. Right now, you can get $50 off your Oxford Seminars TESOL TASOL TAFL course price when paying in full by calling 1-800-779-1779 and giving the code teaching abroad pod. Visit oxfordseminars.com today to find out more.
So do you have any um, interesting stories from your, your classes or from your students that you'd like to, uh, to share? You must have a few, right? Yeah. So in, in general, what we like to see every year is the graduation ceremonies that we have. We tend to have like during December or of September, some ceremonies to, you know, give the final certification to the students. So that's nice experience for the teachers seeing the students, you know, from the beginning, like from knowing zero English or, you know, even for other languages, Japanese, etc., seeing the students, like seeing them, the progress, and that they're happy to, to actually fulfill and finish the program is, is really satisfactory for, for the teachers and for the administrative staff, you know, seeing that progress, and especially with teenagers as well. And you say them when, you know, when they were 13 years old or 12 years old, and you see them, finishing the program a little bit older. And, and it's kind of nice seeing that progress through the past of, of the years or the months, depending on the type of course that they're taking. Um, and another nice experience or, or environment is when, you know, especially before the pandemic, we used to have basically 95% of our classes in person. You know, it was kind of a nice atmosphere seeing the teachers and the students involved, you know, in the middle of the reception or at the school, you know, having the snacks and sharing good moments and, and talking, you know, the teachers trying to actually uh, learn Spanish or expressions in Costa Rica, right? And at the same time, students trying to communicate in English with the teacher. So that was a great atmosphere, especially, you know, when everything was in person. Talking about that, just, just to clarify, especially during this period of, of the year and next year, we have a combination of online and in-person. So it's a, it's a great opportunity at the same time, because even if most of the classes are online, uh, teachers can take advantage of these and they can travel as well. Let's say that this weekend they want to go to Manuel Antonio, which is <laughs> the place behind me. And, you know, they have the opportunity to work from the tell from the place that they want to stay and at the same time returning to the city when they have in-person classes. Well, that sounds great. So I guess you have a very uh, balanced approach to the to the work week, it sounds like. Thank you, um, Lucas. Yeah. So uh, apart from the, the teaching aspect, uh, there's some other topics we wanted to discuss. So why don't we start with um, Costa Rica in general? How would you describe Costa Rica to someone who's never been there, like myself? Yeah, yeah. It, it, especially when uh, people or teachers, you know, they want to, to explore the country, we highly recommend to bring some savings. Right? So you, just to be comfortable, especially the first month. So in terms of, for example, food, is really accessible. You know, teachers have the option to actually go to supermarkets, markets, especially the markets in Costa Rica are really accessible. So, you know, maybe compared to other countries, the fruits and the vegetables are really accessible. And it's funny because sometimes people think that we are in the middle of the jungle and that they don't have access to any stores or any supermarkets. That's a grown concept. You know, Costa Rica is a really developed country where foreigners have access to everything, guys. So it's quite developed compared to other countries around, you know, the area of Central America. Yeah, for example, for the rent, the prices you can find really easily apartments or houses teachers can find houses really easily from 260 and up 
per month, uh, US dollars, just to clarify. And sometimes the teachers also have the opportunity to share a full house, right? With one or two colleagues from our school as well. And then the rest is, is from the teacher. Sometimes, especially if they're living close to the school, you know, they don't need to worry about transportation or spending a lot of money on that. So most of our time, you know, our main ways to transport are the bus uh, that most of the people take, or they just prefer to walk because a lot of places tend to be super close to each other. Others, you know, prefer to, you know, buy their own bike. So that there are different ways and, and the rest technically really depends on the teacher, you know, if they want to explore and go to a national park or a volcano, etc. Most of, of the nature places or parks are kind of accessible as well and, and the prices are good and once they get actually the visa card they have a special discounts as well to enter national parks or places that they may offer discounts for the teachers that actually you know once they get the visa the visa card hmm. so with the bike you said that's enough to get anywhere you need to go yeah yeah totally totally as i said it really depends on the teacher but yeah the, the Normally, they prefer to walk or, you know, especially when they don't know anything about the country, they, they really prefer to walk. But there are other teachers that prefer to invest on, on a bike or having a bike, etc. Um, in terms of travel, you mentioned traveling around. And I know Costa Rica is such a popular spot, so many places to visit, so many amazing things to see. Do you have mm -hmm. one sort of spot that's maybe a little bit secret, a little bit off the beaten track that you like that you might recommend? people visit? Yeah, well, that's a difficult question, mm -hmm. Alex. <laughs> you don't want to give up your favorite um, spot. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not secret, but because as you said, Costa Rica is really popular when it comes to, to foreigners. I would say my favorite place so that a lot of foreigners even love is the province of Guanacaste that is basically on the Pacific side. And there are like a lot of beaches around, so you kind of have the experience to to say okay one day i will stay in playa tamarindo which is one of the popular beaches or other day i will go to samara etc so teachers have the opportunity to rent a car and to experience different beaches because everything is kind of so close i really like the the vibe and the atmosphere especially when you want to you know relax and uh, and also around around the area, there are like some waterfalls as well. So it's kind of a nice combination of going to the beach, but at the same time going to like some waterfalls that are around the area as well. So I strongly recommend that that place. But there are like a bunch of, of places all around the country that is it, it's, it's quite difficult to to decide. Okay, well, big question. What about the food? That's the one for me I'm interested in. So can you tell us like, what's the food like in Costa Rica? Do you have any specific dishes you recommend? Anything like that? Yeah, normally in our country, we tend to have uh, the traditional dish technically is um, gallo pinto in terms of the breakfast is gallo pinto, which is a combination of rice and beans eggs, plantain, and natilla, which is kind of sour cream. Uh, so that's for breakfast and it's super popular and super good. And we also have during the lunch time as well, for example, having a casado, which is the, the lunch dish. So you have rice and beans, salad, the meat, 
And, and especially those two dishes, guys, that are really common, and really popular in the country, you can find it really easily for between two and four dollars, depending where you are around the country. So it's really accessible to kind of have that and it's really healthy. But that those are the two main dishes. Of course, we have other traditional tropical fruits, uh, you know, different type of pastry and bakery that is really common as well. Foreigners love to, to try new tropical fruits because in Costa Rica, the tropical fruit fruits are really cheap, especially during Semana Santa, which is Easter week as well. We have the famous arroz con leche, which is technically a combination of rice with milk and, and condensed milk as well. It sounds weird, but it tastes good. So we have different, you know, pastry and bakeries that, that, that are common on the specific months of the year, depending on the holidays and, and the celebrations that the country uh, normally have. That sounds good. Thanks. You're welcome. So, Graciela, we have one final question that we always ask at the end of the interview um, to all our guests. Sure. So this question is, if you have any advice for someone who's just thinking about getting started in this adventure of teaching English overseas, what advice would you give to someone? Yeah, sure. My advice will be have, you know, gr great motivation um, and being positive towards their doing. As I mentioned, students, you know, anywhere around the world, not just Costa Rica, they're expecting to have, you know, a nice, friendly and approachable teacher you know, make sure that you're really passionate what, about what you're doing and try to give your best to your students because, you know, in the end, they're there to listen to you and, and you know, they, they want to see the teacher side, the, the, the cultural side as well. So I would say that that's my recommendation. Have a positive, nice attitude to what they're doing. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for talking to us today. We love talking about Costa Rica and you've told us a lot more about it. And so I've been there once. I'd love to go back and I'm sure Luke would love to go for the first time. You've completely sold me on it. I'm totally going. <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah. Costa Rica is, is a nice place. And, you know, even the foreigners or, or future new teachers uh, really like the place because of the people, the food and all the stuff. So you know, if, if they have the time or you guys have the time, this is a great atmosphere, especially when, you know, when you want to, to visit and try new things. Thank you for your time. Thank, Thank you, Graciela. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It was great to hear from Graciela and hear some interesting stories from Costa Rica. Before we let you go, Luke, do you have a JPS update for us? Yes, we do. Kind of a big one, actually. Um, so we just received some good news from one of our top contacts in China that the visa process for schools looking to hire overseas teachers has now been uh, normalized again. And the previous pandemic-related visa restrictions have now been removed. So this is great news for those who've been waiting for their chance to teach in China. And the quarantine period has also been reduced for travelers entering China. Um, the salary and benefits of offer for those positions have also increased uh, according to the new demand for teachers. So salaries between 16 and 20,000 renminbi, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, per month are now on offer, along with flight benefits of up to 20,000 and an additional 7,000 of financial assistance to cover visa application costs. 
So all classes are in-person. Uh, students range from kindergartners to adult business English students. And for licensed teachers, international K-12 school positions are also available. Uh, with a wide range of locations and school types available, it's a great time to get your application ready for China. Current visa processing times are being estimated at two to three months, so starting your applications right away will ensure you'll be ready for positions to start in the late fall of 2022 or early 2023. Perfect. Great. Thanks so much for that update, Luke. No problem. And thank you, listener, for tuning in to the Teaching Abroad pod. If you enjoyed this episode, Please be sure to like and subscribe and share it with your friends. And remember, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and most of the other major podcasts and platforms. If you have a great idea you'd like to hear us discuss in upcoming episodes, leave them in the comments on YouTube or send them to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or by email at teachingabroadpod at oxfordseminars.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.